say overcoming the flesh. <laughs> Technically, I have six minutes, but I don't. <laughs> According to what we said, what is the flesh? What is the flesh? Put it down. The flesh is the total sum of human desire that are contrary to God. The flesh is the total sum of human desire that are contrary to God. Those desires are also called sinful desires. Amen? So the Greek word for flesh is, the rendering for that word means body. It means body. It means flesh, like you can meet. But, but the, the understanding of Scripture is deeper than that. It's, it's a total sum of the desires. Amen? Look at what Romans chapter number 8, verse 6 to 8 says. It says, for the mind that, uh, that for, for to set the mind on the flesh, in between brackets, human desire that are contrary to God. That's my own version. I just converted like that. So to set your mind on the flesh or to set your mind on human desire that are contrary to God is death, meaning separation from God. But to set your mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh, human desire or contrary to the ways of God, is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Hallelujah. So, the flesh, I told you the total sum of human desire that are contrary to God. Hallelujah. Now, the flesh or sinful desire was awakened, listen to me, during the interaction that the snake had with Eve. It was awakened. It was awakened. How? Let's read Genesis chapter number 3, verse 6. It says, So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it, and she gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it. So when Satan spoke to her, desire was awakened, but not in power. Amen? When Satan spoke to her, she realized this is desirable. It means that there is something that I can get here, but desire was not in power yet. Now, when did desire come into power? It was in Genesis 3, 7. They say when they ate, then both eyes were open and they knew they were naked. So by the time Satan spoke to her, she has not fallen into sin yet. Temptation is not sin. Giving into temptation, that's what sin is. So when Satan was speaking to her, she has not sinned yet. Meaning, when there is a thought that is contrary to God comes to you, you have not sinned yet. Sin starts when you give into it. Hallelujah. So when they ate, both eyes were open, and the first thing they realized, they were naked. They were naked. So it means, before they ate, they were not naked. They were clothed by with what? The glory. 
So when they ate, the glory left. Glory was a clothing. My thought, somebody help me. In the Garden of Eden, the glory of God was a clothing. When the glory left, the clothing was, of the glory was removed, and then they found themselves naked. And then they traded the glory for nature. So men became a natural man. He became a man that was defined by nature. It's because of that that people follow human desires. Hallelujah. It came to power. Now, you need to understand that nature also by that time rebelled. Because man was the overseer of nature. One of the reasons why God created man was not just to worship him. I know all our worshipers, that's what we think. But the Bible says that when God created the earth, there was no plants. But there was a mist that was coming out of the earth to water the earth because there was no man to take care of it yet. So man was created to take care of God's creation. In so doing, it's an act of worship. So worship is not singing. Singing is an expression of a heart of worship. Worship is to do what God wants you to do. That's worship. So because there was no man to till the ground, God has not caused the rain to fall. A mist was coming and watering because there was no overseer. So man was created to be in charge. The overseer, hallelujah. Man was created to have that dominion over nature. God says, let us make men in our image, in our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the element of nature. Hallelujah. Now, when men fell into sin, desire took place. And human nature was strengthened. Hallelujah. Now, that the flesh was awakened. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that with my experience with God and throughout the Bible, the flesh cannot be overcome by prayer. No, no, you can't overcome flesh by prayer. How many people have prayed, Lord, take anger away, and we are still angry? <laughs> How many people pray, oh, Lord, I don't want this last full thought to come, and we are still choked. When you finish to pray, they are there, looking at you, face to face. These things are not overcome by prayer. Lord, help me. I don't want to confuse anyone. Now, and this thing are not overcome by the help of God. God cannot help you overcome your flesh. Put it down. 
that way, that way the church is deceived. That way we have many people in the church today that they feel God does not hear my prayers. I'm still struggling with this thing. I have prayed for 10 years and God doesn't want to help me. God does not help you to get rid of the flesh. If he did, why didn't you, why didn't you rescue David from the hands of Bathsheba? If God was helping people overcome their flesh, why he didn't wake Samson up and chase him out of a house when Delilah was nursing him? <laughs> Come on now. If God helps you, then you will have to answer to Samson one day. Why did you leave me and you help that guy? In the Old Testament, even in the Old Testament, look, can we put Genesis chapter number 4, verse 6 to 7? Are you here with me? Yes. Today you will get free. When we come out of that service, you will see. Genesis chapter number 4, verse 6 to 7. Let's read it. If you don't see it, I'm going to read it from here. Today I'm in a hurry. Okay. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. It desires is contrary to you. But you must rule over it. God didn't say to Cain, I will empower you for you to rule over sin. Even in the Old Testament, people were accepted to, expected to rule over that. When Cain was killing Abel, God was there. And God said nothing. Why? Because God does not interfere when it comes to the will of men. If you want to drink, God will not take alcohol out of your mouth. If you want to, God will not. If you want to sleep with a woman, God will not stop you. You can come here and say, I had an accident. It's your problem. <laughs> a planned accident. Because by the time you were talking to that girl, you knew you were going to have an accident. And you continue to talk. And then the best that gets me out of this is that it did not happen at the robots. <laughs> it happened in a private place. So you planned it. Don't come here and say, it was an accident. No, it's not an accident. No one got hurt or injured. There was no casualties. <laughs> now, already in the old covenant, God expected them to rule. Now, before the law, let, let go to the before the law. In Romans chapter number 4, verse 15, Romans 4, 15, the Bible says, for the law brings wrath 
But where there is no law, there is no transgression. Why did the law come? Before the law, there was no sin. It was a time of innocence. If you study with different dispensations in scripture, the time of innocence. Adam and Eve were created in the time of innocence. Hallelujah. So, so, you know, if there is no law that forbids something, then doing it is not wrong. Amen? If there is no law, there is no transgression. If there is no speed limit and you drive 200 and the devil is even out of your car (laughs) and you are alone in there and somebody stops you, there is no transgression. There is no... Hallelujah. There is no transgression. So, people were living in a way that their heart tells them. Hallelujah. Now, the law came to bring out sin. Because when the law came, I became aware of sin. Although sin was there before, the law made me aware of sin. Because when there is no law, there is no sin. And when the law came, the Lord made me aware of sin. Hallelujah. That you can read in the book of, uh, let me give you the scripture. In the book of Romans, chapter number 7, verse 7 to 9. You see, in those days, even after the law, let me explain to you. When the law came, God gave a way for sin to be pardoned for a period of time through the sacrifice of animals. Amen? But men, through their own human power, could not overcome the flesh. They couldn't. Because the flesh was stronger than them. That's why in the Old Testament, what God treasures the most was obedience. Not the behavior. That's why even when David, people say, David married male women, we can now. No, you are not under the same dispensation. David married many women because it was the time of the power of flesh. And the flesh dictates those things. And they did it. They tried by their own strength. They couldn't. Can, can, can I say something now? Uh, okay. Okay. Ndate uh, Corvus. Stand up with your chair. No, put your Bible down. Put your Bible down from the chair. Put it, take it from the chair. And pick your chair and sit on my stage there. Sit there. There, up there. Everybody must see you. Now, let's say this was the old covenant dispensation. The flesh was on the throne. Now, Ivor, come. The flesh was on the throne. By your goodwill, go and pick Cobus and the chair up. Try. 
kicking with a chair together. Okay. Now, if Ivor tries to pick Corbis and he cannot pick him, am I going to hold him responsible for that? Why? He's weak. The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. That's what Jesus was talking about. Jesus was talking about the Old Testament reality. Not for you. Christians are quoting it. The spirit say, God, Jesus said the flesh is weak. That was the Old Covenant reality. Somebody say amen. amen. So although sin was revealed, but they couldn't deal with sin. So what happened is that every year, give me a cloth. No, no, this cloth. Ooh, hold on. Every year, they slaughter. And they cover. So this man is walking. Sin was not removed. Sin was covered. So after a year, and that they took the cloth off. Here comes again. He's still sitting there. So after a year, a high priest must go in and say, again, covered. And then he walks for a year. And after a year, take it off. Here he sits again. So the sacrifice of animal could not remove sin. They can only cover sin. They cannot remove sin. Hear what I'm saying? So in the old covenant, sins was never removed. Sins was just pardoned for a year. And the flesh was in power. That's why Samson could fall that way. That's why David, with all his encounters, could fall that way. That's why Moses, with all his encounters, could fall prey to the flesh. Somebody said, dealing with the flesh. I'm going to be short. Now, when Christ came, my God. <laughs> Somebody say, Christ came. Ah. Romans chapter number 5, verse 6. Romans 5, 6. You can go and sit. You're going to come again. You sit there. You are in power. Camera, show him a bit. Okay, he's in power. When Jesus came, they say, for while we were still what? At the right time, Christ died for the? Christ died for the ungodly. And let's carry on. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one will dare even to die. Let's go to Romans chapter number 6, verse 14. Romans 6, 14. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under what? But under? But under? So when Christ died, this is what he did. He removed the 
the power of sin and the flesh. Hallelujah. So the power was removed. Now what is left is powerless. Go and pick the chair. Now, put it down. After Christ has removed the power, can he call Christ again to pick up the chair? It is own responsibility to pick up the chair because if he does not pick the chair, the chair will stay there. So he goes and picks the chair. You can put it at his place. For sin has no dominion over him anymore. So you need to understand, Christians are not urged to pray to overcome the flesh. They are urged to dominate over the flesh. Because the power of the flesh was removed. So now, when the flesh is activated, stop fasting. Stop praying. Stop that. When the, ch- the flesh is activated, a child of God must stand in the authority of Christ. And he must tell the flesh to go back to where it belongs. And the flesh has a mission to listen to him. While you think you are powerless to watch flesh, flesh will always have dominion over you. It means you don't have a revelation of what Christ has done. The power of sin is broken. The Bible says we are not slaves to sin anymore, to obey its commandment. We are slaves of righteousness. So now, righteousness is the one that rules over us, not sin anymore. Look at what it says in the book of First John, chapter number 3, verse 2. First John 3, 2. Hmm. I thought I would not finish, but I think I skipped many things. I skipped them. Beloved, we are God's technons. My God. We are God's reproduction. We, uh, keep it there, don't take it away. We have God's DNA. We are His children. <laughs> Keep it there. I want to say something that will maybe will cause you to go and search again. Mm. Christians are not adopted in God's family. Christians are born in God's family. Yes, the principle of adoption does not relate to a new to somebody that is a new creation. The principle of adoption relates to the kingdom of Israel. He has adopted them as his people. They were not born for him. He made a choice. No, you, you don't take what I'm saying. You are quoting scriptures without studying scripture. Adoption means, I go there, I look at your face, I say today, I choose you. Amen. 
So I choose you, you become my son. Although you don't know my, know my DNA, you are my son. So Israel does not have a DNA of God. Israel is chosen. Now, let's read John chapter number 1, verse 12. Listen, you become my son. Okay. <laughs> I adopted. Look, look at John 1, 12. John 1, 12. Quickly. Media, I need you to be in the spirit with me. Okay. It says, but to all who did receive him and who believed in his name, he gave them a right to become what? Let's carry on. Who were born, not of blood, nor of a will of flesh, nor of a will of men, but of God. You are born full Christ, full God. So you, so Israel has a privilege to go with God, and the church has another privilege. Hallelujah. When, when the Jews get born again, they don't stop to be Jews. They come together with us to form one new man. So when we are born again, we don't become Jews. So, shave your beard, if that was your intention. <laughs> to look like a Jew. You don't need that. You don't need that. It means the church honors Israel. Because Israel was chosen, and for Israel, the church was born for Christ. But the church is a reproduction of God. So now us, that have the DNA of God, we can stand in the power and the authority of daddy. Uh-huh. And because I'm in the authority of daddy, the flesh cannot rule over me. It does not mean there is no a component of flesh in me. But now I tame it. And I say no to it. When Bible says crucify the flesh, that's what it means. Say no. Crucifixion says stand firm and say no. So when an evil thought comes in your mind, shake your head and say, you foul spirit. This is not part of my nature. I command you to live now. I don't need to go and pray over it. I know who I am. I know who I am. If the flesh tells me, look at this beautiful lady. I say, shut up. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Born through God. I'm full with the Holy Ghost. When temptation comes, you look at temptation and say, this is not part of me. So the flesh is weak and the spirit is willing. It's the Old Testament code. It's not a New Testament code. The New Testament is expected to stand in rule. So as children of God, we, you have authority. I tell you, you have authority over the flesh. To say no to the flesh whenever it tries to arise. I can control the anger that wants to rise because I'm a child of God. I can put my hand on my chest and sit there in the name of Jesus. I don't need to react like other people do. I'm not controlled by the flesh. I'm controlled by God. So that's why people go and pray. They don't get help. 
Because God has already dealt with it. He has given you all the help. Now he asks you to exercise your help. If Ivor was gone there and was screaming, I need help. 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 Put the chair back there. Put the chair back there. Ah. So the chair, when Kobus was sitting in, it was impossible. So if you want to do, you have to call for help. Eh? But now that is not in, do you need help? If you need help, you are sick. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are a carnal Christian. Now, go to sleep my chair there. David, come. Pick the chair. Pick it. Pick it up. Okay. Put it down. My daughter there. Little girl, come. Claire, come. Go. Pick that chair for me. Can you? Pick the chair. Pick it up. Doesn't matter how small you are, you can pick the chair. It means, ah, it means even the baby Christian can rule over the flesh. Baby Christian can rule over the flesh. You don't need to be matured. You need to have a revelation. When you come to revelation, the, fall, the flesh falls away. All the manifestations of the flesh are under your foot. God has granted you power this morning. To say, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm washed by the blood. Holy Spirit baptized. Fire filled. Oh, I am a child of God. I refuse to give into the flesh. I have power over the flesh. So when the snake comes with the Adamic spirit. And say the fruit is nice. Jesus said, men shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> but by every word that comes out of the mouth. Of the Lord. So you become a word person. Uh, because the word is in you. The seed of the word. You know children are born out of seed. Huh? And then when they are out, the seed goes. Hallelujah. So when the word came in you, it was a seed. But as you follow, the seed goes. Some people receive a seed. And they never nurture the seed. And they expect to bear fruit. One is still a seed. A seed for a seed to bear fruit, it needs to grow and become a tree. And when you plant the word in your heart and you start to walk with God, it becomes a tree. And it bears fruit by itself. You don't need to pray for the fruit. It comes when the season is right. I'm here to tell you the flesh is never a problem. Ah, the, the flesh is not a problem. It's a problem when you don't know. But when you know that the flesh is dealt with and his power has been emptied, it's not a problem for you anymore. No Christian should say, I'm struggling with my flesh. No. Christian should say, I'm taming that flesh. You are not struggling with it. You are taming it. So get back to order. And when flesh realizes that you have the revelation, it will back off. Yes. And now, don't come with Romans 8. And Paul say, I know what I want to do, but I don't. I do not know what I want to do. <laughs> the, the thing that you don't understand is that Paul was not talking about himself. He used the word I just to describe the situation of somebody that's not regenerated. 
So he was saying somebody that is not born again can have wrong, good intention. But when you want to do a good intention, sin that dwells in you jump up and does. That's why I say, who will deliver me? And he said, praise to Jesus. Praise to God who has sent Jesus. It means Paul was saying the answer is Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus, you are born for God and the flesh has no dominion over you anymore. Romans 8 is not a scripture. The whole Romans 8 is not a scripture for Christians. Most of it. Most of it is not for Christians. Most of it describes the state of an unrighteous person. Have you ever read the scripture where an apostle says, I'm struggling with my flesh? Don't you think we are human? We are human. To show you that God does not deal with flesh, we all say his spirit. And he says the flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So God has no dealing with the flesh. All he's dealing with the spirit. He dealt with flesh in the beginning when Jesus died. Now it's for you to take over. Peter was standing with Jesus. And the anger issue was in Peter. And Jesus didn't do anything about it. Because he expected Peter to rule over it. If he told Cain to rule over it, why would he not tell Peter to rule over it? This morning God is saying, rule over your own things. If you are troubled by the spirit of lust, it's not a matter of fasting. It's a matter of standing up and saying, thus far, not anymore. You stop here. And it's not by the will of willpower, it's by authority and positioning. You are a son that knows the heart of the father, that knows what the father wants, and you stand. They brought me a man that was drinking a lot from a, from a farm, and he came to my dining room and he said, the devil is messing me up. I said, sir, I'm sorry, the devil has nothing to do, it's you. You like alcohol. You must tell me. It was not devil. Devil does not drink. No, Satan in the spirit does not drink alcohol. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I said, but if you see Satan, what are you going to do? He said, yes, it's bigger. I'm going to give him a hiding. So I said to somebody, bring me a cup. So I pour water in the cup. I say, imagine this is alcohol. He said, yes. I say, hold it. He held it. I say, this is your Satan in your hands. He said, what do you mean? I say, no, that was the Satan you were talking about. And you are helping Satan. <laughs> Every time you take a cup, say, Satan, I'm helping you. Stop blaming Satan. The man fell on my carpet. He cried so much. He said, I've destroyed myself. Say, but can a Christian get addicted? When you are addicted, it means a spirit is empowering what you are doing. That one we can cut it off by the power of God. But the rest you take care of it. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, Jesus didn't untie him. He said, you go untie him because I didn't tie him up. He said, where did you put him? I didn't bury him. You show me. You take your stone away. You do everything that you have power to do. And then I will call out Lazarus. You need to understand that your flesh is not dealt with now by God. He has dealt with it. Now it's for you to stand up and know that this flesh is taking you down. Is miss. How many people have prayed one day to say, Lord, give me grace not to eat grass? <laughs> no, no, no. No, you, 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 you. Lord, in the morning, Father, I'm going out. Oh, I don't want to eat grass, please. Help me, Lord. 
so that when I see the grass, I will turn around. Father, I don't, I don't want to eat grass. Who, who does that? Why don't you do it? It's not your nature. So sin is not your nature anymore. So why are you praying for that? You need to make a decision. Hallelujah. So today we have dominion. Ah, we have authority. Everything you are struggling with. Maybe it's been 10 years. Eh? I didn't know, I didn't know that, that, that I was in power to deal with this thing. Listen, and when you deal, the Bible says subdue, it means it will resist. It's not a one-time go and it's finished. Every time it shows up, hit it. You, you hit it 10 times. You say, uh-uh. My cheeks are so sore, I can't go there anymore. But when it comes and you nurse it, oh, it's, it's my witness, it's my witness. It's killing you. You need to stand up today and make a choice that it is over. It is over, it is over. Wherever I see that thing, I'll beat it, I'll beat it until it goes. And you resist because you have authority. Today, you are free from that bondage. I say you are free from that bondage. You are free from that bondage. When we're young, we're drinking a lot with friends. And got drunk, and you think that life. And then when I got born again, my friend came to me and said, we heard you go to church. I said, no, I'm born again. They said, we'll baptize you. I didn't know what they meant. They wanted to buy beer and throw it on me. They said, we'll baptize you back in. I said, me, I'm already baptized in water. So now when they come, I said, guys, I told you I'm not doing it anymore. It's not that I don't have any desire. Some people, they don't have any desire at all. Me, when I see them pouring with beer and I see those, it's like bubbles. It goes. <laughs> My foot. <laughs> Lord, quench the first of my foot. And you know, water cannot quench that way. Your, even your tongue. Your tongue wants to speak in tongues because you see. And, and when I said my tongue in the name of Jesus, I will not drink it. So what I did, I started to avoid the place of temptation. I was not going to tavern. I was not going to work. When they go out, I don't go out with them because I know I'm like Joseph. I must run. Uh -huh. Some of the things, the reason why you fall is that you don't know how to run. You want to fight that thing, but you need to leave it. Leave the place of temptation. Yes. You cannot be engaged with somebody and then you lie on the couch looking at a romantic movie. And then the person is pressing his head on your head. What do you want to achieve? You will fall. I'm telling you, you will fall. Why? Because you are calling fall. Fall, come, fall, come. Young girls here at church. Night, nightclub. Stop it. There was a young boy, when we were in Ivory Coast, he told me a story. He went to holidays in a place, and there was no church in that small place, but there was a nightclub. 
And then the people came and said, come with us. He said, no, I'm a Christian. I don't go there. And then he heard a voice to say, go and let your light shine. It was not God. He went there. And he was sitting, people were drinking. He was like, no. Cash up. And then the waiter came. You finish us here. And, and, and the chest was almost out. I don't want to say anything else. And when she said, oh, Jesus, do not lead me into temptation. He sat there the first night, nothing happened. The second night he went, oh, Jesus. The third night he was in the lap of a waiter. Because he kept on going. He kept on going. Until he became familiar to the environment. And devil got him. I charge you in the name of Jesus, flee from the place of temptation. Do not expose yourself to things that will make you fall. If you are married and a lady sends you a text message once, twice, show it to your wife. Say, my wife, this woman there, I don't know what she wants, but I want to be in the light. And then you phone her, you say, for any problem, contact my wife. Because this answering machine is full. If you are not married and a young lady sends you a text once or a man sends you a text, he says, let's have holy kiss. Like the Bible says, kiss each other with holy kiss. You said, holiness does not involve kissing. So if you cannot appreciate me without touching me, you are not my man. You are not my woman, you are not my man. You need a license to drive a car. Why do you think you don't need a license for sex? It's called marriage. If you go and have sex without that license, you are unlawful. Dominate over the flesh. God has given you power over it. People are sitting here. You have been living for 10 years with the same woman. You have children. And you don't marry her. What do you think? What do you think you are doing? Either you are possessed, or you don't know what you want. You need to go and make right tomorrow home affairs. Take an appointment. If you've been living with her even for two years, even for a year, even for a day, it's too much. Too much. Ah, too much. <laughs> you have authority over this thing. Today I'm telling you, flesh has no dominion over you anymore from today on. You have authority. Hallelujah. So are we going to go out there and subdue everything that had power over us until now? I pray in the name of Jesus that the church shall arise again and the church shall have dominion. You shall have power to do. That's the same way I deal with sickness. It's unlawful. Anything that the cross has dealt with is unlawful. You have dominion over it. I'm praying this morning that the spirit of grace may rest upon you. Hallelujah. That the spirit of God may rest upon you. I want us to just do an offering and then I'm going to pray. Let's have an offering. Thank you, Jesus. Are, are, you, are you blessed? Amen. I say, are you blessed? Amen. 
And after that, we're going to pray a prayer of dominion. We're going to pray a prayer of dominion today. And, and please don't go home. We need to do that prayer of dominion before you go home. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You are blessed. I say you are blessed. This morning, I'm telling you as people of God, there's nothing that can stop you. you there's nothing. Anything that God has provided is for you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all for you. Today you can take dominion over those things. It's for you. Hallelujah. It's for you. It's for you. Have you heard people that say, in our family we don't do these things? Family culture. Have you ever seen people that say, no, in our family we don't entertain this type of thing? Have you ever seen that? So there is a family culture, so there is a God culture. What I'm telling you, I'm teaching you a gold culture. In our family, as God people, flesh has no dominion over us. Yeah. In our family of the devil, yes, but not our family. Hallelujah. Amen. Not our family. Not our family. Father, I thank you for who you are. Thank you for the offering. In Jesus' name. The time is gone. Can you stand up? Dominion prayer. Hey, somebody said dominion. Dominion. Hey. And when you are going to pray, if you want, if there is some foot troubling, you can put your hands on your forehead. It doesn't matter where it is. If you want to lift up your hand, if you want to stand like this, it's fine with me. But I want you to tell you, say with me, say, in the name of Jesus, today, I take authority over anything that comes from the flesh. I am a spirit dwelling in the body. With dominion over the flesh. I have authority to rule my own soul. By the power of Jesus. My soul does not have dominion over me. Ooh, stop there, stop there, stop there before we carry on. One of the areas that Christians fail to do is to have dominion over themselves. They have dominion over de demons, but they fail to have dominion over themselves. And that's where the soul takes authority. When you come to revelation, you are not a soulish person anymore. You are a spirit person. And today I'm telling you the revelation that you are a spirit person. Your emotions don't guide you. Your spirit guides you. Go above the emotional thing. When you know the truth, you are not emotional. When you are confused sometimes, emotion takes over. But if you know the truth, you walk by the truth. Hallelujah. So I want you to pray right now and say to that thing, you are not praying to God this morning. You are, praying to, you are speaking to that thing. We have already asked God. He has already given us authority. Now, the, the thing, even if it's your family, you can have authority and break the family culture. I want you to pray and say, Lord Jesus, today, I thank you for the authority that you have given in, to me. And I address this thing in the name. I say to that thing, get out of here in Jesus' name. Can you pray? Can you pray? Just pray in your own. Pray on your own. Pray on your own.